Good morning. These devotions are brought to you by the Anakin Diocese of the Bahamas and the Turks and Caicos Islands. My name is Kenneth Nose Jr., and I'm from the parish of St. Barnabas, New Providence. In the life of our church today, we observe the feast of the confession of St. Peter, the Apostle. Let us pray. Almighty Father, who inspired Simon Peter, first among the apostles, to confess Jesus as Messiah and the Son of the living God. Keep your church steadfast upon the rock of this faith, so that in unity and peace we may proclaim the one truth and follow the one Lord, our Saviour Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from the Word of God, written in St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 16, beginning at the 13th verse. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Thanks be to God. At the beginning of chapter 16 of St. Matthew's Gospel, we see that the Pharisees and Sadducees Two groups who never seemed to get along with each other somehow teamed up in order to test Jesus about his messiahship by asking him for a sign from heaven. It is without a shadow of a doubt that these leaders knew scripture so well that they were quite aware of the signs that were to accompany the arrival of the Messiah. But they were so caught up in self and their spiritual elitism that they rejected the truth about Jesus and his kingship. And this is why, as they were journeying to Caesarea Philippi in verse 5 of chapter 16, that Christ has to warn his disciples about the yeast of the religious leaders. And this yeast refers to the corruption that these leaders possessed in their hearts, because they're asking for a sign from Jesus, and their testing of Jesus was not of a pure motive. And knowing all of this, and wanting to see if his disciples really knew what was happening, and if they were in tune with his messiahship, Jesus, on his arrival to Caesarea Philippi, asks them, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And the disciples replied by saying that some believe that Christ was John the Baptist, who had been raised from the dead, or that he was the new Elijah, who was to reappear on earth on the last days to prepare for the Messiah. Others say that Christ was Jeremiah, who came to establish a new covenant. And some say that he was one of the prophets. And in this case, this refers to a single prophet 
who would come as a sign of restoration to the nations, as foreshadowed in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 and following. And after hearing their responses, Christ directed a question to the disciples themselves, and he asked, But who do you say that I am? And in their usual fashion, Peter, who seemed to be the spokesperson for the group, replied, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Peter, by saying this, made two Christological statements. One, that Jesus is the Messiah. And the word Messiah has its roots in the Hebrew, and it translates as anointed one, or one anointed by God to perform a special task. And in this case, that special task is to bring liberty to his people and to set the captives free. Two, that Christ is the son of the living God. And this phrase has its roots in the Greek, and it translates as the great I am. And so we see the same God who refers to himself as the great I am in the Old Testament is now present within Christ as he presents himself to the people in his day and his age. And in response to Peter, Christ said, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. In Christ's response to Peter, he did several significant things. He acknowledged that Peter's response was of divine inspiration, that the two Christological statements that he made was not made of his own knowledge, but it was given to him by God above. Christ then went on to change Simon's name to Peter. And it symbolizes a change in Peter's relationship with the divine. And you'd find this tradition throughout scripture that whenever God is about to do a new thing in the life of a person, he gives them a new name. Abram to Abraham and Saul to Paul. And then Christ goes on to say that it is upon Peter whom I will build my church upon. And here church refers to the Greek word ecclesia, the living, breathing community of faith. Not the kyrokon, which refers to the building or the edifice or the place where the community of faith gathers or assembles, but he refers to the people of the community. For it is people that Christ is calling his church. And so what is the abiding message for us today? I think the message for us this morning is that Christ is looking for a transformed people to build his church upon. He is looking for people who do not just profess him as Lord and Savior with their lips, but who also believe in their hearts that he is the Messiah, that he is the one who came to set us free, that he is the one who came to bring about a new reign and to usher in a new kingdom in our world, a kingdom where Christ will reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords forever. My friends, it is people who are living a transformed life that Christ will build his church upon. 
are not people who are caught up in spiritual elitism like the Sadducees and Pharisees, who were so caught up and so clouded by their prejudices and cynicism that they could not see the hand of God at work right in their midst. My friends, Christ is looking for a transformed people. And when living a transformed life in Christ, my friends, we must be prepared for persons to criticize us and to ask us like the Pharisees and Sadducees to give them a sign in order that they may validate us by their standards of who we are in Christ Jesus. And the gospel message tells us this morning that there is no need to prove ourselves to those who willfully reject the truth. Why? Because we know who we are and whose we are. That we are called out people who was chosen by God. A people who has walked out of darkness into his marvelous light. A holy nation, a royal priesthood, God's own people. So my friends, never mind the critics. We are called to simply press on in the grace of God and get on with the task that he has called us to do. And the final point I think we can draw from the gospel reading is that no matter what the community of faith may be going through at the time, whether it be discord in the community, a lack of membership, a lack of finances, or even a sense of spiritual deadness or dryness, that no matter what device Satan and his people may use to divide and tear us apart, the gospel reading is a reminder to us that the gates of hell will never prevail against God and his church. For he has already won the victory. And so my friends, be encouraged on this blessed feast of the confession of St. Peter. That we may not only proclaim Christ as Lord with our lips and our hearts, but we may also proclaim him by living out this reality in our day-to-day lives. Let us pray. O God, our King, you conquered sin and put death to flight and gave us the hope of eternal life. Redeem all our days by this victory. Forgive our sins, banish our fears. Make us bold to praise you and to do your will. And steal us to wait for the consummation of your kingdom on the last great day. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this morning's devotion.